Hey guys, and welcome to this week's episode of Unapologetic. I hope you all are doing well, as well as you can be pretty much in the, while we're still in the middle of this health pandemic. I hope many of you have registered to vote in this upcoming election and are ready to get out there and vote as well, um, because I know I am. I'm ready to get out there. Um, a lot of things, um, you know, just have been, like always, you know, just have been going on in my life, and I usually would, you know, do this whole spiel about what I've been up to and what's been up, um, but I don't really want to do that today. Um, just the, you know, the huge stuff has been going on, so it's not really exciting or nothing new, um, but today I have a cool episode planned for you guys with a very special guest. Um, our special guest today is Queen Zimoniak. Um, Queen is the host of the Butterfly Effect podcast, which is a show about mental health and growth. Um, I will be linking where you can tune into her show below in the show notes. And trust me, guys, when I say her podcast is really amazing. Um, Her episodes are just really insightful and heartwarming. So you guys make sure to check her out. Um, We met over Instagram and after speaking with her, I found out she was also a UNT student um, and graduated in 2016. Um, She also has, um, aside from a bachelor's in anthropology, she has a master's in psychology. So, I mean, as a psychology major, you know, we just kind of kind of you know related on a lot of different things she was really cool girl so i'm really excited to have her on this episode um i will also be featured on her show as well so make sure you guys go subscribe and stay tuned for our episode together on her show um but today we're going to be talking about all things related to just being a woman and becoming the woman you want to be but before we get started let's take a second to listen to this really quick ad and we'll be right back Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I just want to take a few seconds to talk to you about a new podcasting tool I've started using. I've recently switched over to Anchor, and if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me tell you why. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. How easy is that? All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Trust me, you won't regret it. Now, let's get back into the episode. To do so much to get done and oh my goodness, but it's so glad to like hear from you and to do this finally. So, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. So, I mean, how are you? Like how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Um I started a new job, so we've just been doing a lot of like zoom meetings and <laughs> lots of just like getting everything put together and trying to balance some things in my life. I have like family that's getting married and everything is all over the place. So I'm just trying to stay as balanced as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get into like our topic, cause I've already started um, recording the um, zoom call. Um, why don't you kind of give our listeners just like a little background on like all things you, like a little summary of your background. Awesome. So, uh, hello everybody. My name is Queen. Um, my full name is Queen Genevieve, but it's just easier to call me Queen. Um, I am 23 years old. 
I attended the University of North Texas back in 2016 and graduated in 2018 with my bachelor's in anthropology. And I started my master's right after. Um, and I finished that in a year and got my master's in psychology. There's a big theme in my life of loving people and loving to know why we do the things that we do. Very interested in people, cultures, um, trends, everything to do with um, humans. And I wanted to do that to pursue forensics. But as of right now, I am more focused on trying to help people from a mental health perspective, just based on my own experiences. And um, personally, I wanted to create a platform to help other people, which is why I started my own mental health podcast. And it's something I'm very passionate about. And it's grown so much since I started. And I truly love it. I love it. So it's great to like join a fellow podcaster <laughs> with yeah. um, talking about mental health and everything like that. So, okay, let's talk about kind of like grad school because um, do you go to grad school at UNT or you chose another program to go to? So I chose another program. I went through Grand Canyon University, their online program. Uh, my dad actually went there and he did the online program and it was probably the easiest process in the world for anybody that wants to go to grad school. If you love writing, grad school is going to be a breeze for you, especially if you do it online. And that's what I did. And um, they worked very well with me. And I took a class every month and a half and finished in a year. So I graduated this year, actually, in um, May. So I enjoyed it. I really liked it a lot. That's really exciting. I might have to start looking into like some online programs because there's um, I'm I'm always kind of like overachiever, uh, worrying about like what's happening next or what to do next. So like I started looking at programs probably like at the beginning of this year, um, but I had no idea that they even had like online master's programs that would even allow you to finish that that early. Right. Yeah. It was um it was a very interesting process and it worked so well for me. You know you don't really think about. Um, you know, when you're doing kind of the mixture of in-class, in-classroom work and then online work, you really don't think of just the idea of strictly doing things online until, you know, now everybody's experiencing this whole pandemic and finishing my master's and already feeling like already being exposed to doing things online. It was the best option for me and I recommend anybody to do their master's online. It's great to go on campus and experience like the, the, you know, the college atmosphere. If you're already done with all that and you just want to get into, you know, your craft, like your, um, your passion, like what you're passionate about, your career, online school is the best. So now that like you're finished, like what do you feel are your next steps? My next steps is to, I... Gosh, it was so funny is that after this, um, after I graduated, I was hit with that roadblock of, okay, I've achieved all of these different things. And like you, I'm an, over, I'm an overachiever as well. So I've actually been in the process of brainstorming what I wanted to do because I do want to try and work for police departments or crime laboratories because I do want to pursue forensics and I am working on my death investigator certification. But other than that, I'm very... I'm, I've become a lot more open to just a, 
the universe to guide me to do whatever it is it, it wants me to do. Um, whether it's more on like the psychology side or the forensic side, I'm truly open to whatever. I'm just trying to finally relax in my life because I've been going to school nonstop. So yeah. I'm actually enjoying my break right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm or thinking um, that's, that's kind of more so like what I want to do because I've had such the um, non-traditional uh, college experience. Um, I've been in school since like 2013 and I kind of have like slow paced it. I've even taken a year off and now that like I because I started off at community college and I transferred to UNT. Um, so now that you know, I've gotten into university life and everything like that. And I'm kind of just hitting it hard trying to, you know, get to the finish line and, and you know, get across it. Um, I think before, like, I go to grad school um, to start my master's program, I really want to take, like, a gap year just to enjoy myself and take a breather and focus on, like, traveling and spending time with family and everything like that. Because it's, it, that's one thing um, I had a mentor um, back in uh, 2017 and she got her um, PhD in psychology and she was telling me that the biggest thing um, that she just like wanted like for, for me to learn from her is that like it's not a race and um, you know just take your time and um, you know just like if you need to take a break take a break so I really you know I support that I mean it's, it, you like it's amazing that like you went straight through undergrad and you know you went straight to grad school and like you finished like that's really amazing oh thank you it was the craziest decision like my parents you know how you like some parents try to push their their kids to go to school and all this stuff I was the one that pushed myself to go to school and it was my parents telling me that I need to chill out and <laughs> after I graduated I had already I think it was like three days before I graduated from UNT I was already putting in my application for grad school already got like accepted and then two weeks after I graduated I was in grad school and <laughs> it, wow. was the, it was the craziest like decision I, I'm okay with it now but I just didn't realize how much work I had put in until I got my diploma in the mail I was like oh wait I have a master's now <laughs> like this is what I did <laughs> so now I'm just like I need to chill like my, I, I was trying to entertain the idea of like, oh, I'm just going to go get my PhD now. My mom's like, queen, I'm sorry. I love you, but this is the time to chill. Like, you need to stop, take a breather, just relax. So that's yeah. what I'm trying and to do. Yeah, I mean, of course, you can always go back. Like, it's always going to be there if you changed your mind or anything. Oh, definitely. School is always going to be there. So, but experiences and, like, traveling and meeting new people, that's something that as much as it's accessible and it's always going to be there, it's a certain type of people that you want to meet along your journey that's going to be completely worth it to take a step back and to just be at a sense of peace. Mm -hmm. So Definitely. I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about um, basically, you know, journeys and everything, um, let's talk about some of the women in your life. Like, what are some of the qualities and things of being a woman that you've learned from the from the women in your life? Do you feel like you had positive role models around you or like you looked at positive role models kind of like um, anywhere else? So that's a, that's a really good question. I, of course, you know, my mom and my grandma were two women in my life that were just pure role models to me. I mean, my mom, she represents like this strong 
amazing, graceful, resilient individual. She started essentially from being very, very poor in a family of seven and grew to be the first petite model, moved on to starting her own businesses and seeing how much she has gone through to get to where she is now. And that's the woman that raised me. It's such a surreal experience. And then my grandmother, um, who was like a spiritual kind of grandmother to me, she was somebody that always like she she walked with just peace like she had such a calming spirit like spirit so I found myself being around a lot of like amazing women but those two made the biggest impact and you know growing up with my mom I mean we had gone through so many different things and so and she had gone through many things and I think that when you're placed in your parents life you have you can't forget that while you are in their life, they are experiencing and still going on with their own journey and trying to understand themselves. So to watch my mom grow as I grow and learn from her, I think that was what made her a very positive impact in my life, as well as my grandmother. Um, I think for me, I, and, and like, I don't, I don't want this to come off kind of weird because mom's like a great person and everything. Um, my mom was really young when she had me and um, you know shortly after she had me she had my brothers so um, starting off like your early 20s like having to basically become like a single parent and um, she she was just completely raised differently she had a very um, a domineering and like over sheltering like mom she didn't really get to experience stuff so I feel like when she went to college she just kind of like went went crazy and everything and then it was just like shortly after she had me and my brother. So um, my mom was kind of like, I don't want to say she wasn't like, a, she wasn't a bad, I mean, she was a bad example. Um, but I feel like because, you know, like you said, you're kind of like, they're, they're still on their journey, like while they're raising you. Um, I feel like that's kind of more my situation. I got to kind of see a lot of the the crazy and and the bad things mm -hmm. that she went through so I think watching her experiences um and like different things that she went through kind of like taught me all the things that she wished that you know she took advantage of and my mom's always telling me like now like how proud she is of me and um just you know we had a conversation like recently about that actually where she was just like you know you've done so differently than me and that's the best thing that like I could have ever wanted for me so I won't say that like um you know she she was a bad example I think just because she was on her own journey and still trying to figure things out for herself I think just watching her go about things was kind of like my best teacher of like you know what what a woman is supposed to be or um you know what they should and shouldn't do and I learned a lot from from her crazy experiences let me tell you um, yeah. But other than that, like a lot of my role models were like um, teachers and like um, I was a cheerleader for a really long time. So a lot of like my coaches and everything and seeing, you know, how educated they were and how like resilient they were and just, you know, what, what they represented to me in my life. Right. That's um, awesome. I mean, I, I applaud you for growing so much and being able to have those type of conversations with your mom because I know that there are a lot of people that because of 
them watching their mother go through so many different experiences, the bond and attachment breaks to the point where a relationship can't be rebuilt or there's some sort of animosity or um, resentment. And I think that, like, you know, when you watch your parent go through things where you don't, especially when you're young and you don't really understand, and then you keep seeing the same repeated behavior, it either compels you to assimilate and you become what your parent is trying to overcome or you personally try to change it and you make an impact on your your parent in return so I think that's awesome like teachers are great like teachers are amazing too to have as role models yeah and I think um going back to what you were saying about like how it's very easy for us to kind of just become like what our parents are trying to overcome um I don't I don't know I feel like a lot of really not even just my mom a lot of the women like in my in that were kind of just like in my family and that were around me um had similar experiences so I think when you're kind of just like overloaded on seeing the same things going on it just kind of it's either gonna like you're you're gonna fall into the same patterns or it's gonna like make you in some way so I think that that was like really what it was from an early age I was just like I don't want to do this like I don't want to be like this I want to choose otherwise and I think um, even like, you know, going to talking about psychology, I mean, even studying it like in school and being able to use that to my advantage to even try to help some of the women around me, including my mom, like has been beneficial. So I think, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of like choosing like what you want to do in life because you don't necessarily have to become like other people or pick up some of their patterns or anything although that's very easy for for others to do especially if that's Mm -hmm. like all they know and all they're used to seeing and they don't learn that there's other options out there you know what I'm saying I I agree I really do (laughs) um what do you feel like are things about being a woman that you didn't learn from the women around you that like you feel are important because sometimes we learn things just not necessarily from being taught those things, but maybe from like our environment. Uh, I would say, uh, which is going to sound very, you know, I don't want it to sound like a bad thing, but self-love and confidence. You know, my mom, she had a lot of confidence and she had a lot of poise, but she suffered in silence. And, you know, she experienced so many things that I got to witness that made such a drastic you know, impact on my life. And, you know, for example, like she, for ever since I was 10, when she remarried, she dealt with a lot of domestic violence. And I was always having to be in that defensive mode and having to almost act as a mother to her, even though Mm -hmm. I was so young and being that like filter for her, her problems, because when she was younger, she was she had to deal with domestic violence. So now as an adult, as strong as she was, she allowed herself to fall into someone else's patterns and just like take in like the treatment that she was, that how she was being treated. So for me, growing up, trying to help her and forgetting how to develop who I was as a person, you know, what does it mean to love myself? What does it mean to be confident? Because the confidence I thought I saw, you know, I thought that you always just had to be this strong person and, you know, not show anybody that you're suffering. And because I saw my mom be that way and I had to learn over time what it means to show love to me because I always felt like my insecurities were 
based on people can see that I'm suffering and people can see that there's a side of me that's, you know, deemed as weak. And it's like, no, like over time, I just had to figure out, well, I need to embrace who I am, you know, especially the fact that as women, there's so many societal expectations of who we're supposed to be, whether or not we choose to um, accept it or not. It's something that we've just been told so much that we don't really recognize that it's an issue until we grow up, we experience those issues, and we don't want to um, assimilate. We want to rebel against a lot of these like expectations, like women should be submissive or they should not speak up for how they really feel because they're going to come off a certain way. So when I went to college and when I was going on my own healing journey, my biggest priority was trying to learn what it means to love myself. Because loving yourself, you know, you hear these almost positive, like toxic positive, you know, quotes or sayings like, oh, you just got to love yourself. Like, you just got to stay positive. And I'm like, okay, but you love yourself in your own unique way. And that's what I want to do for myself. And that's not something that somebody can teach you. It's something that you have to experience. And over time, you'll meet people that have similar energy as to what you would like to unlock within yourself. You know, that goes with confidence, that goes with um, like transforming from all of the traumas that you've dealt with. So that's something that I had to end up learning the hard way in a lot of different situations, but that's a part of growing the growing pains of being a woman. Yeah, I can completely relate because um, my mom had, um, I don't, I don't want to say her childhood was toxic. I feel like she got to deal with a lot of um, things that you would necessarily um, define as like dysfunctional. Um, and um, she's experienced some things in which that, you know, not being able to see otherwise kind of transferred into her life, I feel. And so with her being young and dealing with that early on, um, I, I can relate to how you felt like sometimes you felt like you had to mother your mom. Um, I really felt like because of some of the choices that my mom made um, caused me and my brother to deal with, um, you know, dysfunction and um, lack of stability and um, even uh, form different forms of abuse um, from some of the uh, relationship choices that she chose, um, which I've never actually talked about on this, <laughs> on this show before, which is crazy. I don't know how I have it, but um, well, we did say that we were going to kind of like incorporate childhood trauma into this episode. Yeah. yeah. So um I did experience like a lot of that as a kid. And because, you know, some of the relationships that she was in, she really, you know, sometimes when you're in abusive relationships, you kind of alienate yourself from your family and your friends and stuff like that. Um she definitely was like that. So you know, where there's no support from friends or family, you kind of have to find different things to rely on. And as, you know, her, her oldest, um, that that was kind of the role that I picked up. So I felt like a lot of things like I really shouldn't have had to do and really shouldn't have had to see. But I mean, she, I don't really feel, I felt like she knew better, but at the same time, like she just, it, it was something that she didn't really know how to deal with or escape from. So mm -hmm. um, it kind of caused me to grow up like really early. Um, I agree. I, I, I feel had that. A lot of responsibility. <laughs> Let me tell you, I had a lot of responsibility. Um, 
you know, I kind of, I became like her confidant. I helped her like any, anytime, like there was a, like an escape plan or, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that, my mind kind of went into, all right, what are we doing? Where are we going? How, what, what's point A to, to Z, yep. what we're doing? You know, it, it was just like, I was groomed for that. So that really pushed me to kind of just like mature, like at a really early age. Um, so, and because of those, watching her go through relationships like that constantly, um, it kind of taught me how to be just like independent and how to not necessarily um, get so sucked in. Because I feel like, you know, there, that whole, there's a generational thing behind being a 100% like submissive woman because mm-hmm. um, back then it just seemed like women, you know, they get so wrapped up in their relationships and, and being uh, wives or significant others. And for me, watching how that like affected many of the women in my family, I was just like, there's no possible way that I can give like 100% of my everything to a relationship or to a man. And especially one that I feel that doesn't deserve me or isn't really bringing any type of value or anything to my life. So um, I definitely learned how to, number one, have a backup plan because when you rely on certain things, you know, you think yep. it's going to go a certain way. You just never know. So you got to make sure you have a backup plan. Um, being just like independent and making sure that you always have something for yourself. Because um, when it comes to that generational submissive woman, a lot of them chose to kind of put everything that they wanted to do on the back burner so they can focus on their relationships. And I didn't necessarily want to do that. Um, mm-hmm. Which is, you know, why like I'm in school and I, I work, you know, in my relationships. I don't really rely on, you know, my significant other for anything. I choose to do so myself. And if you have to something to bring to the table, then that's cool. We can make it work. But I'm still going to have something regardless if you're here or if you're not. And um, I think another thing that I didn't learn from the women around me um, that I kind of had to learn on my own is how to be okay with, like, um, being alone and not mm-hmm. being afraid of like change and not being afraid of the unknown because it's just they I saw a lot of the women around me like a lot of them wouldn't leave some of those dysfunctional and toxic relationships because mm-hmm. they were afraid of change they didn't want to be alone and you know when you leave relationships you just don't know what's going to happen next so those are definitely things like I had to learn just from watching them and then also deciding for myself like what type of woman that I wanted to be well we have so much in common because I that, know. That, that independence I'm telling you growing up and having to be your own FBI agent you know like when there would be situations where the domestic disputes between my mom and my stepdad would be so bad you know my what's so funny is that like I would tell my brother like my youngest brother like okay like I just knew like I was like okay you're going to go in the closet. We're going to have all these toys. And I would make him seem like everything's okay. And I'd have the door open a little bit. And when things, I knew when things would get out of hand and I'd have to go into this mode as an 11 or 12 year old, okay, get my phone, put it on record, go downstairs, see what's going on. Because when it gets bad, you have to call the police at a certain time and explain all these different things. Because I found growing up that this independent side of me this me not depending on other people is because when I called for help, they would kick my mom out or they would kick, um, they would side with my stepdad. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, but she's the one with the bruises. She's the one that's cut. She's the one that 
didn't escalate any situation and yet y'all are kicking her out and that made me realize you can't depend on people and that independence in me is like it, it was just ingrained in my mind where I always felt like I need to be on the defense like I always need to have evidence in case something were to go wrong and I started noticing that as a positive and negative pattern because it develops into what people want to call like call as trust issues but in reality it's just if you've seen something a pattern of behavior multiple times you know when things are going to go down you know when things are going to go sour and you're just you used definitely to see those types of tendencies in other people too so it's like I've, yeah. I've even been that like you know I, I girl I can completely relate to you because I mean it's just I don't feel like people like the a normal person like who hasn't been through it like wouldn't even be able to like fathom like what that's like because I mean like you said I mean it was like I was like 10 11 years old having to just be like all right mom says we're gonna pick up and leave like she she would always kind of do the things where like um she would try to take a minute to kind of recuperate and to um, gain some type of like escape route, try to get another apartment, try to get mm -hmm. another car, try, trying to get like basically um, kind of like that, that movie of like enough where like, Oh like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like we were always kind of just like, she would leave. And I was, since I was the oldest, you know, a lot of that responsibility went on me where I was just like, okay, you know, um, if he comes to me asking me questions or anything, not to say anything. If mm -hmm. something happens and I talk to the police, like, you know, here's where my mom keeps her, her, like everything. She always made sure I knew like her passwords to accounts, like everything. And it, it's just, it dawns on me sometimes. I'm just like, wow, like I was stunned, like doing all these different things. And right. Being having this, having like impeccable memory and Yes. always having a backup plan always even having backup plans in your own life like when I would find I would find myself going into situations where I would play out multiple outcomes and mm -hmm. what I would do in those outcomes because I'm so used to that because of my childhood I was so used to okay you know my stepdad comes home at this time and this needs to get done so that this wouldn't happen or, you know, my mom would give me this type of signal and I would have to, you know, start writing down or start recording like him yelling. And it was just, it just imagine an 11 year old phone just having recordings of someone being verbally and physically abusive and yes. having to like have 911 on speed dial instead of your grandma or someone else. And then having to go to school and pretend that nothing was going on and to pretend like you're fine when in reality yeah um and even for me I didn't get to I got to see a lot of the um, physical and like verbal abuse um but I was kind of suffering um in silence because I was also being sexually abused so it was kind of crazy because there's you know you're seeing your mom go through all these things and then somebody's like doing something to you and you don't know necessarily how to speak up sometimes and um a lot of the times, like, I would try to, like, talk to my mom, but, I mean, she, I think, like, she really feels, like, bad about it, like, really guilty about it now, and I, I, I hear her talk about it, like, more than often, or whatever, but um, when somebody's, like, in a, an abusive situation themselves, it's kind of difficult for them to know what to do, um, so it, it was just a whole bunch of, like, stuff going on, 
And um, on top of that, you know, I'm an older sister, so I had a younger brother there too. And having to protect my brother from, um, you know, situations and stuff like that. Um, and think, thinking about it, like, it's just so crazy because it doesn't even seem like, you know, you go through, I feel like it's, it's either like those situations kind of either, either like make you or break you. And a lot of people that like, I've um, expressed like any of this to like, they'll be like, wow, like, you know, a typical person, like they wouldn't talk to their parents anymore. Like mm-hmm. they wouldn't want to be around their parents anymore. Um, and the fact that like me and my mom, like we have a love hate relationship, like we're cool when we're cool and we're not when we're not. But, like, that's my mom and everything. So the fact that, like, we've been able to kind of just, like, transcend past those um, situations since we were kids and become, like, the type of women and people that we are now and to not let those things kind of just affect you in such a negative way. Because there are people that fall victim to those those situations and it constantly affects them their whole entire lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's just amazing. I mean, pat, pat on the back for both of us right yeah I mean I think it's just and when you started talking about like the sexual abuse like I was really trying not to cry because I know that my mom went through a lot of sexual abuse and which is why her relationship which she never really talked about you know sex with me and it's something that I'd always play out in my mind with just any types of abuse how that can really not just shake your confidence but break down how you attached to other people and who you bring into your circle and it breaks down your trust like in yourself and in other people because you don't really know what's going on you don't understand you get older and then when you try to vocalize about it it's such a weird dynamic because some individuals might see you as oh she's broken or she's used like Mm -hmm. you know it's like you get this negative um you know, backlash for expressing a part of you that it took a lot of vulnerability and trust in yourself to be able to talk about it. And then you get some people that can resonate, but not really, can't, can't really like truly understand where you're coming from. And it's not that you're even trying to look for someone to understand you You just want, you just want to be heard. You want to be advocated for. So I, I'm telling you people that have gone through interpersonal trauma childhood trauma of any kind are the most are some of the most resilient individuals on this planet because you can never know what someone has gone through unless you were to really take a step back and watch their behavior or watch Mm -hmm. the things they talk about and (laughs) advocate for it's like yeah it's like the you you can look at them and like you would never see it you would never even know I agree so since we're kind of like on that topic, because this this kind of went like a whole different uh, direction. <laughs> since we're kind of on that topic, so like, um, talk more about how do you feel like watching your mom go through those experiences affected any type of like relationships with significant others or relationships with friends or kind of because you know sometimes going through those things and you get older to a point and you're just like I don't want to go through that, so you mm-hmm. kind of set up like walls and um protective mechanisms defense mechanisms and stuff like that to deal with those situations so with me what's very interesting is that when I watched my mom get abused and she was abused until I was a junior in high school you know proceeding to be a senior my mindset was you know 
I've seen the worst possible side of a human being and I want to be the complete opposite. So I fell into behaviors of people pleasing and wanting to just show love and show affection. It's almost like um, for those that have a lack of affection, all they want is affection. So they come off as clingy. And I just wanted to show love because I know that I, I always felt like, okay, I don't know what you're going through, but if I could show you this amount of care, if I can give you this type of love, then you'll know that I actually care about you and I love you. And I, my parents loved me, both of them did, but to watch somebody that you love and you care about and you're looking up to be abused and you see this like weird dynamic of, you know, two people that don't love each other, I actually ended up seeing very bad examples of what it means like to be in a healthy romantic relationship, mm-hmm. even though I've had many examples of positive, you know, platonic relationships, you know, between my family and my friends. But I isolated myself, you know, for a very long period of time. I did have some friends, but I kept a lot to myself and I created barriers for people to unlock my experiences, to unlock that part of me. And that caused issues later in life with my friendships and relationships because when my partners tried to get close to me and tried to learn about me, I just would not talk to them. I just, I would, trauma does, trauma ends up happening. It's a response to reactions of things that have happened in the past. And I would have very, I would not trust my partners to, with me, with my, with my own um, experiences. I wouldn't open up, but I would show an immense, stupidly amount of love to the point where I accepted behaviors of verbal abuse where I accepted you know physical abuse because I just wanted to be in a healthy relationship I was obsessed with wanting to be in a relationship that lasted and I didn't like I was okay with change in every part of my life but I was not okay with losing somebody because I always felt like I lost so much of my childhood and so much of me growing up that I didn't want to lose myself in a relationship and I didn't want to lose a relationship period so I found myself staying in relationships too long. I found myself allowing others to abuse my kindness and not developing a good relationship with myself so that way I can get myself out of those situations. Because when I watched my mom go through the things that she had had gone through, she always went back. She always stayed. And it wasn't really because of love. It was just out of survival. And I... I just fixated on, oh, she's being resilient, she's being strong, she's doing this because of this situation, I want to do the same. And it took me a really long time to say, you know what, this isn't serving me, and I need to vocalize how I feel, because I'm not going to lose my voice and lose and allow someone to break down the confidence I've been trying to obtain this whole time. And it just really, it was just this interesting balance with trying to build healthy relationships and not be afraid of what I like. Like, yes, I love a lot of, um, I may come off as clingy because I'm just so caring. That's just my personality. I can't help it. Um, But having to create boundaries and know when someone oversteps them and be able to speak up for when they do that. So that way I can advocate for myself 
because at the end of the day, regardless if that person's going to stay in my life forever, they're not going to treat me just any, any type of way. Yeah. It took a really long time for me to accept that. I can completely relate. Um, I feel like, um, cause they, um, my mom and her ex-husband kind of separated when I had just started high school. Um, there was a constant, like going back and forth and going back and forth. Um, and even after they separated, I think they only separated for like two years and we had like basically fallen off the face of the earth and like had nothing to do with him for a while. And then somehow like he always would end up finding her some way. I don't remember how he ended up finding her, but um, she kind of just like went back for her. It was more like a money thing. Like she felt like mm -hmm. she couldn't do things by herself. So anytime mm -hmm. that like she would try to, and then we wouldn't have like any other support and she, you know, try to do the best that she could. Um, when things kind of just like fizzled out and she couldn't do it anymore, you know, that was kind of just usually how he got her to come back. So um, dealing with all of that or whatever, um, it for a long period of time, I was very careless, very angry, um, very just kind of like no one cares about me and anybody that like I reach out to for help or whatever, like they don't, they don't do anything. So you know, if I'm going to protect anybody, I'm going to make sure that I protect myself. So that kind of really did affect um, my relationships. Um, I got into a, my very first serious relationship when I was like a, a freshman in high school. And when I tell you, I was so careless and just like, I really like, I don't care about you, like, you know, type situation. Um, it was that boyfriend of mine that really just kind of changed my whole mindset of everything and I feel like um, even though we're not together now um, he was exactly what I needed at that time because it's, I felt like he kind of taught me how to be normal like how to how to love how to be loving um, how, how to just be willing to accept that um, at a point in time where I was just not even like looking for it or even thinking that that was possible um, now, after a while, you know, for a really long time, it felt like he was kind of all, all the only positive thing that I had. So um, those habits that my mom had of being um, codependent and not being able to walk away from a relationship uh, when it was no longer serving me, um, those types of situations kind of really did um, pick up. So I, like, like you said, I can completely relate to feeling like you can't leave situations when they're no longer serving you anymore because that's definitely what ended up happening to me. Um, we were together for about like seven years and I, after like probably like year three or four like I should have definitely walked away but you know just being afraid of like being by myself and you know mm -hmm. not really wanting to um, step out of a relationship um, because you know you want your relationship to last and you feel like if you Stay this long, you've been through all these different things, and you've worked so hard for it. Like it should just be that simple. Um, those things kind of just like really transcended. But it was after I left that relationship, and then still seeing my mom uh, have the same habits in other relationships she's later gotten in. Um, that kind of just taught me, you know, I, I took like after I broke up with him, that I took like a two and a half three year, almost three year period to just like get to myself and figure out what I wanted and grow. Um, so in my time by myself, I got to learn how to be okay being alone and um, how to just like differentiate like what's healthy relationship behavior and what's not. 
um, and definitely dealt with like my trauma and um, you know my heartbreak and things that I had went through. So when I got into a new relationship, those things kind of didn't carry over because I didn't want to be I didn't want to be that that type of woman with the same story of like feeling like you get a man and they they do you wrong and like you're always getting heartbroken and crying over a man and you mm-hmm. know everything. I've seen so many women do that around me. I just didn't want to do that. So now it's like I feel centered and at peace with knowing what's normal relationship behavior, what's toxic, what's not, what's dysfunctional, what's not, what do I want in a man, what I don't want in a man, what do I want for myself, what I don't want for myself. Um, So I feel like now, like, as far, it doesn't really affect me with my relationship now because um, I feel like, honestly, I'm teaching my boyfriend how to be in a a healthy relationship. (laughs) Um, But it's just different it's just different now. So it's, it's crazy because they're like, my mom sometimes still, you can still see that glimmer of those experiences and those habits in her. Um, and sometimes who she chooses um, to be with. And I've been able to, you know, have conversations with her where I'm like, mom, like, this is not healthy. You know, even teaching my brother, I'm like, yo, like what you're doing in your relationship, like, that's not healthy. That's not cool. Like, mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be doing those things. That's not normal. So it's like now, taking that that uh, horrible those horrible experiences you dealt with as a child and then flipping them and trying to show others around you that really didn't have um positive examples like you did um that there is different choices that there are different ways of going about things and that there's there's it's not normal but this is you know it's just it's it's, it's better and I, I mean as psychology majors and um you know doing that type of work or whatever like that's something that you kind of have to learn you kind of have to know very true and I think that you know for everyone for anyone for everyone that's like listening right now when you have so much trauma to unpack sometimes you might feel like you're never going to be ready for um, the type of friends that you want or the relationship that you want and what I found is that as much as I would like to overanalyze because as psychology majors, that's just something we do. Um, yes. That's something that we've always done, especially, you know, both of us has, you know, have experienced uh, trauma and always having to overanalyze situations since, you know, the beginning of time. There's a period where you naturally start to be you and you embrace the things that you've gone through to the point where when you do get in a relationship with somebody, you end up teaching them ways to understand you and you start understanding more about yourself because you're learning more about them and just becomes this transfer of energy i personally believe that every person that we meet are like mirrored versions of each other there are parts of us that we see in others that we want or we already have and we praise ourselves for or there's parts that we need to work on that will trigger us to try to unpack something that we've been trying to suppress for so long or there's parts in us that we would like to help others with and I think that when we're trying to go on this experience and when we're trying to unlock parts of ourselves and especially you know for women like going into this period of womanhood and meeting up to these expectations sometimes you're going to end up in periods where you feel like you're not meeting up to your own expectations and that's where you have to go back and say okay let me reestablish, you know the coping mechanisms I have or let me try to understand why I felt triggered by this situation. It takes a lot of 
self-awareness and intuition and it's just a constant journey that you're never going to truly heal from but you will learn how to become stronger so that when things trigger you to those experiences or when you feel like a relationship is not serving you or this friend is not being or not giving you the love and care that you deserve you will feel comfortable letting things go and allowing things to be let go because i feel like trauma victims have dealt with situations where they either want to completely flee from a situation or they're going to try to fix it there's always this like fixing attitude about trauma victims and survivors like they just want to try to fix situations to meet a certain expectation that they have for the person and themselves but sometimes you have to be okay with knowing that it's okay to stop walking on the road that you're on and rebuild another one instead of trying to like find a way to incorporate bad behavior in your life and try to justify it yeah. so it's just it's a it's a constant it's a journey. journey it's always journey like the growth never stops it never will like if it stops and there's a, a problem and you need to figure out what that problem is i hate people that like you know how they're always like oh well i mean i'm just the way that i am because i'm just setting my way so it's just like no like you're there's always something that you need to learn there's always something that you need to work on like you're all there's mm-hmm. so much self-growth is continuous like it's not supposed to start right it's just And I also really don't like when I talk about these experiences and people are like, oh, well, that's in the past. Like, you should just forget it. And it's like, you can't forget something that replays in your mind so many times. And it's a chronic, complex, interpersonal trauma that you're trying to continuously understand because you keep getting approached with situations that you're trying to grow from and not feeling so intimidated when other people try to rush your healing process. And yeah. I think for everyone out there, don't allow anybody to do that because your healing journey is to unpack the experiences you've had to go through. That's not just acknowledging that the situation happened. That's also acknowledging the emotional attachment and the emotional intensity that you felt in that situation. So it's a, such a broad, it's such a huge yeah. bubble of... Yeah. <laughs> trying to just like listen I need to acknowledge my past to understand my present so I can move forward to the future and you can't tell me how to do that I'm going to do that the best way I know I can and if you're not going to contribute to my journey in a positive way you don't need to be in my life exactly um when you think of woman uh, like the woman you are or the woman you want to be like what do you feel are some of the characteristics that come to mind that you have now or that you want to have as you grow I think that's something that I have learned is to follow my intuition and to speak up when I know something doesn't feel right or something is blatantly not right and it's not um, making me feel good. And sometimes that really does, as women, it comes off when we're too strong, we're being, you know, hard-headed or um, there's so many different connotations about being a about speaking up about how we feel and there's this i we're playing we're constantly playing this balancing act of being quote-unquote sensitive or insensitive and over time i've had to learn to embrace my own emotional intelligence and understanding other people so that way i can 
do what I can to be the best version of me. And I was approached with situations where some things that I said, could I, I could have said it better, or I could have built a relationship better, could have said things in a different way. But that's a part of the process. If I never acknowledge things that were toxic, I could never grow from that. And I think that in the future, I could really see myself not only embracing my inner strength and having that sort of tough love on myself, but knowing that being easy with myself too, like really caring for myself in a way where it's like, hey, this wasn't right, but we're going to work on it and actually work on it, hold myself accountable for the goals that I set and the things that I want to do, because that's what promotes growth. And that's something I really had to learn because, you know, going through so much and having to be silenced about a lot of situations that happened in my life. As I was older, I noticed that it was really hard for me to speak up in situations where I should when things weren't right. And I really had to break that habit in order to say, okay, like, I don't feel good. This is why I don't feel good. Now let's communicate to the other person why I don't feel good about this situation. So that's something that I've learned. And that's something that I will continuously learn to be best version of me. So what about you? I feel that. Um, I think some, um, like when I think about the woman I am or like the woman I want to be, some of the characters that I feel come to my mind um, would just be like resilience for one, because that's important, um, to understand that like while you you respect others, um, you have to be mindful of like how you're being treated too. And when you feel like you're being disrespected, don't be afraid to stand up against that. hardest thing that I've learned in the last really in the last year or whatever because I've always like you said um sometimes you get into um people pleasing and worrying about like what everybody thinks and what everybody wants and sometimes like you you end up putting yourself on the back burner um because you're so focused on those things this year has been like a really um hard lesson of me learning how to say no when I don't want to do things or setting boundaries um Mm -hmm. and just being okay with like being unapologetic about it because when people get so used to you being a people pleaser and doing what everybody else wants you to do um it's kind of like a slap in the face when you just start standing up for yourself and you say no and you mm-hmm. say I'm not doing this or I'm not taking this from you anymore or if I don't feel like this then I'm not going to you know so I feel like a lot of people in my life have started to see that shift in me and it's a lot of um I don't want to say like problems but like disruptions to where like I'm able to see like who really respects me and who doesn't um and then some other characteristics I would just say was just like you know of course strength and um you know being able to like stand up for yourself and um you know also being able to kind of just like appreciate the things that you've gone through and um really just making sure that you still remain an individual and that um doing what's best for you is always a priority because you can't always focus on everybody else you all you know you kind of have to make sure that you're doing what's right for you too um that's really like the ones that i, I feel like i can go like i can go on about can that. go on and on and on <laughs> like just with me i'm like how can i put all these little things all these little bubbles into one bubble yeah <laughs> because i can go on and on just about that topic alone of who I want to be and who I aspire to be and there's this like like ambiguity of like trying to figure out like okay I have this envisionment of who I want to be 
but my future self can be very different from who I envision and my future self can be a lot stronger and is looking back at me and saying, oh, but the things you're going to learn, the things you're going to go through is what's going to make you really reevaluate a lot of different things and break down your perspectives. Because that's the idea of growth is that you have this expectation, you exceed that expectation, and you end up being somewhere that you never thought that you were going to be. And that's the beauty of the unknown. And saying, okay, I'm on this path. I have an idea of who I want to be, but I'm open to learning and I'm open to having experiences, positive experiences in my life to help me get to where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. That, that so, inner strength, that inner intuition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, now let's kind of talk about some of the important things we wish that we knew when starting on this journey of or like becoming the woman you meant to be i wrote down like a couple or whatever um just just like off the top of my head that i could think of but like what do you feel are some of the important wish that you knew, or you would tell somebody who's you know going through trying to figure out like who they want to be and how they want to be so i wrote down a couple as well <laughs> i really had to like sit down and say okay if i'm talking to 10 year old queen and if there was something, if she asked me, okay, what am I supposed to know? Um, one thing is that, you know, we both of us talked about how we're very independent and how we, because of our experiences, like we really just are so resilient that we, we advocate for ourselves when we had to learn to advocate for ourselves. But if I can tell my, you know, little queen, I would say it's okay to be independent, but don't be afraid to let your guard down and open up to those that deserve to hear what you have to say because I found myself when I really want to open up to people I, they were the wrong people that actually contributed to my self-confidence going down and me not being the woman I actually wanted to be and it took a really long time to recognize the behaviors that I wanted to be around and the people I want to be around so that way when they would ask me more in-depth questions I wasn't afraid to answer and it's okay to have people, you know, a small, you know, with the quality friendships, the quality relationships to be a little dependent. And it's not this codependency. It's just knowing that if I were in a dire situation or if I needed somebody to talk to, to help understand parts of me, then I have those people I can go to. And I think that's something that took me a really long time to learn. I wish I can tell my little version of me that. Another one is it's okay to not fit in and not meet the expectations of other people. And right. I kind of touched on this, but that's something it's like, you know, especially as a trauma survivor, I cannot meet up to the expectations of other people and I cannot fit the mold of the, what they want me to be because I'm still trying to figure out who I am and I need to figure out, you know, okay, this is who I am. I'm going to embrace that wholeheartedly and just because somebody is not comfortable with who I am that's because they have things they need to work on that they see inside of me and that I have confidently that they're trying to work on and that's on them but I can't take their issues and internalize them and make it seem like oh well I have to you know fit this type of um, mold or I have to act this way with these type of people I should just freely be me. If people aren't, you know, you know, receptive to that, 
you know, it's not, not saying mean, like in a mean way, like, oh, I'm going to do what I want. It's just more like, I'm not going to allow other people to create my own path, to create my own personality, because that's not the point. Um, Another thing is I would tell myself to not be afraid to express how I truly feel. And it's okay to be this quote unquote sensitive. Um, My dad would always tell me all the time, you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive. Like, and it's something that really tried hard to not be that I would just suppress so many emotions that I had to the point where I had to let it all go. And when I let it all go, that emotional release made me feel so amazing. I was like, okay, all the burdens I feel like I've been carrying in my mind, I finally let them out. And I would tell myself to have periods of time to let out how I feel, not necessarily to a person, but if I need to cry, cry. If I need to, you know, punch a pillow for a second, let me punch a pillow. If I need to go dance and just like cope with my situation, acknowledging that I feel some sort of way, I need to do these things. And as an adult, that's something that I emphasized when I went to college because I wasn't a big um, college kind of person. Like, you know, I wasn't a big uh, person to go to the football games or to join clubs. I found myself while exploring Dallas and getting out of my own comfort zone and challenging myself to understand ways to express myself in a healthy way to help me feel confident and comfortable. Um, And I think that's, that comes to saying with how you talk to other people, you know, when I would try to express um, myself to any of my ex-boyfriends, I would call my friends and be like, okay, but does this sound good? Like, does this sound like this? And they'd say, oh, you know, it does, but maybe you should add this. And just because like there, I would take that what they would say into consideration, but it didn't reflect how I felt and it didn't reflect me. So I was like, you know what, like, that's great, but I want to express myself in this way. I feel like this is what's going to make me feel comfortable and I'm not going to overthink it the next day. And um, to love, I feel like I would tell myself that to love yourself is your own journey and we're all prone to having our insecurities, but our insecurities are going to come up multiple times in our life. And it only reflects deeper things, d- deeper issues that we're trying to learn f- learn to move past. There's this um, quote by Vincent Van Gogh. He's like one of my favorite um, artists. And he says, love many things for therein lies the true strength. And whoever loves much performs much and can accomplish much. And what is done in love is done well. And I love this quote because when he says therein lies true strength, when you love many things, it's not just that romantic love it to yourself. It's that tough love that you give to yourself too. It's that, you know, time where you can be vulnerable to you. That's the epitome of self-love. And I think I would tell myself to fall into that inner part of me that wants to be heard and advocated for and to embrace all parts of me because that's what's going to help me grow to be the woman I want to be. I am not broken. I am not damaged. I have scars, but they are healing, and I am open to my healing. Say that again, girl. Say it again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I hate, I really, like, for a long time, I felt like, oh my gosh, like, I've been through all this mess. I've, I've been hurt. I've been all these other things, and 
you know, it's just like, wow, like a, a lot of time I used to resonate with feeling like my heart had been broken into so many pieces. That I felt like I was always trying to pick them up and put them back into place just for them to fall down and shatter again. But I kind of got rid of that whole narrative of like, you're not damaged. Like you, you may have been through some things, but that like, you're not completely broken. You're not damaged in, or anything. So if anybody out there that's feeling that type of narrative, like get that out of your head because that's not true. Right. And don't allow other people to tell you that you're broken. I know that there's this huge connotation. I see it a lot on Twitter of, oh, if a woman has, you know, these quote unquote daddy issues, she has problems, stay away from her. Or if she's gone through sexual abuse, like stay away from her because she has baggage and issues. You are not baggage. You are not issues. You had to reap the consequences of another person's decisions and you are not responsible for someone else's issues you're responsible for how to heal from the issues that you've dealt with and that doesn't mean that you are incapable of receiving love and showing love or being in situations where you feel the utmost care and understanding you deserve to have quality care you deserve to be advocated for and understood in all ways in your life so just you know just know you're like you're not damaged you're not broken you're healing yes um, some of the things that I feel like I would go back and tell little bit is, um, number one, standing up for yourself is essential. Um, don't be afraid to speak up and fight for things that mm-hmm. you want in life or like what you feel that you're, um, you deserve. Um, learn and stand firm on the things you will and you will not tolerate because people will try you. They're always going to try you. And when you feel like something's not right, it's probably not right. So, you know, you got, you got to know that, that line, like, because people will try to cross it if you allow them to. Um, all of this one's really big for me. Always remember to remain an individual and mm-hmm. have things for yourself and don't depend on 100% on others because I feel like there should be no reason, no matter like what you're doing, whether you're like you're in a group or you're in a relationship or or whatever, like you should not lose yourself in situations that are meant to be good for you. So just don't do it because sometimes like, you know, friendships don't last and sometimes relationships don't last. And if you focus on giving so much of yourself to that situation, when that situation's over, you're going to feel like you have nothing left. And it's basically going to be this whole period of trying to rebuild yourself and trying to figure out like who you are because you've lost so much of yourself in this situation so um and I've I've packed that for so long to now where it's just like you know whatever happens like I'm always still gonna have me and I always still Mm -hmm. have things for me so um that's a big one too um this one's big uh make changes only if you want to make them not because someone else tells you to um, cause not everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to appreciate you. There's, there's just some, some, somebody's always going to have them. Um, and really like in my life, I found myself always feeling like, um, I had to work on different things or whatever to please other people. But like at the end of it, when, once they felt satisfied and got whatever they wanted out of me, I was just, I was unhappy with, with doing it. So you don't want to make those changes, um, then, then don't do it. Cause it's not about, do it. about you. Yes. Um, this one is huge too. It's possible that you might lose some people along the way. 
but that isn't something you should be afraid of because losing people is just a part of life. And if they can't get with the person you're growing into, then they really don't deserve to be a part of your life anymore. And I, um, there's a quote that um, T.D. Jakes talked about in one of his sermons. He said, if people walk away, let them walk. And that has been really hard for me um, to deal with because, you know, sometimes like it, it's not even just about like you losing friends or like you losing relationships. Sometimes you'll lose your own family, like your own mm-hmm. family members and all that. That's been hard, you know, right. it because it's, it's family. Like, you know, with friends, like you can never talk to them again. And like, it's, it's nothing it, with relationships. You can go through breakups and you can never talk to them again, but family, like in some way, shape or form, you're always going to have to deal with family. But it's just if they're like if they're not really jumping on the bandwagon of like the type of person that you are and like what you're willing to accept and what you're not willing to accept and what you're not going to do and and you know they try to make you feel some type of way or whatever then they don't need to be a part of your life anymore and that's okay sometimes the most toxic people to you be your own family members so right that is so true i mean the family it's a lot harder because family represents the epitome of your foundation and they're supposed to be among all things when all things fail you're supposed to you know feel like you can go to your family but some people do not have that strong family relationship and it can be very um triggering because that falls into you know everyone comes from their own walk of life their own religious background and sometimes family family has a huge um uh impact when it when it intertwines with religion and there's this like idea of like respect and having to act a certain way and be accepting of your elders but sometimes those elders need to take a step back and realize that they are exhibiting toxic behaviors and just because they are older than you does not mean that they have every right to treat you a certain way that's not respecting who you are and is not supportive of things that you are not supportive of and it's like well if you're not going to support me that's fine I I send positivity and love to you but I'm going to continue doing my own thing so that's a that's a big one like the older generations like I feel like because they don't know anything else but like what they were taught um whether it's it's healthy or it's normal or it's not they try Mm -hmm. to impose those things or they they try to use that as a way to justify like how they're treating you no matter if it's good or bad, like, that, that's one of the things about my family that I've just, I've gotten to the point where, like, I can't tolerate anyone, um, right, um, those old values, some, sometimes they gotta listen, (laughs) (laughs) like, they, they're not, if they're not, like, things have changed so drastically, you know, especially both of us, we're, um, social science majors, I don't think anybody would think that psychology had a huge impact on, society as much as it is right now you know back in the day talking about your experiences and like talking about things that are actually not healthy uh, the older generation could have never really like fathomed that at all because there were so many things that was accepted at that time and that's why when you mentioned earlier how you ended up teaching your mom some things that's what I end up having to do and through teaching her I was able to teach other family members when I started my podcast, you know, sending them things and they were like, oh, wait, I resonate with that. I, I didn't think about it that way. And it's just, there are so many things that are going to change and those that are open to change will be the ones to 
grow and could potentially help you grow, but you're not responsible for their growth. You're responsible for your own. Exactly. And then the last one that I wrote was your journey is your journey and don't focus on comparing it to anyone else's because I feel like our generation kind of has like a problem with like, you know, you see other people doing things and it's just like, wow, like why am I not doing that or why I don't have that? And it's just, you know, everybody's meant to have what they're supposed to have in due time whenever they're meant to have it. So just, you know, I've really grounded myself and trying not to compare myself to other people's experiences and stuff like that. I mean, you know, you can surround yourself with people who are doing different things than you and learn different things or whatever, but you'll, you're meant to do things in your own time. So comparing your journey to somebody else's, like, is not going to help you. It's only going to make you feel bad. So stop focusing on what everybody else has and focusing, focus, choose to focus on, like, what you got to do in order to obtain the things that you want to when you're meant to. Exactly. I resonate with that very hard because I've been in situations where, you know, my friends have been like, oh, queen, like you're this age and you've accomplished all these different things. And I, in my mind, would say never compare yourself to me because I did the things that I needed to because I felt like I needed to protect my family and I needed to, my school was a coping mechanism for me. And when I stopped, now I'm having to approach a different part of me where I'm asking myself, what do I want to do? Like, what, what do I actually want to do? What am I actually wanting to do with my degree or what I'm passionate about so you're on your own path I'm here to walk with you and you're here to walk with me but we both have different goals and the point is to help each other not to compare ourselves to what we feel like we should have and it's it's a big issue in our generation right now especially with social media and all that jazz oh my god (laughs) I would have never thought that social media would have became the beast that it is today. I right. thought it was just, back then it was just something fun to do that you just post pictures on and everything else. But it's, I feel like social media has become like this whole just toxic and crazy place. It's ridiculous. Right. You can get, just one photo can change the way that people have like changed their morals or values or new societal expectations pop up out of nowhere and you go through these wild rides of different trends and it's like this is exhausting like I just want to be me I should not have to be in this pool of nonsense like it's just it's not healthy (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like this was fun it was like, fun. We should hang out sometimes. I feel like we, we learned so much about, like, just in our first conversation and this conversation that we have so much in common. I feel like if we just, like, went to lunch or we did something, like, it would be fun. It would. And I, I really thank you for reaching out to me because I always feel like things happen in divine timing. And this was, no, this is that example of divine yes. timing because <laughs> we talked to each other. You know, we briefly chatted, but I was just like, you know, I'm going to collaborate with her. It's going to be great. But this took like a completely different turn, but it it did for all the right reasons. And I just thank you for sharing, you know, thank you for being vulnerable with me and, and just having me on your podcast because I love supporting, you know, people here from Dallas, especially women like yourself and 
just knowing that we've gone through similar experiences and I applaud you on your strength and your resilience. We have to hang out. We have to. Same. Thank you for coming on. This, I feel like this episode is really going to like resonate with people and help people. And I applaud you for all your hard work and everything that you've done as well. I mean, it's, it's just amazing to see that like other women, you know, are out there doing their thing and that, you know, we haven't fell victim to all the things that we've been through or the things that have impacted our lives. So I think you're, a positive role model for other women out there and oh, I mean, thank you that. You. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much you're too sweet this is amazing yes so I look forward to coming on to your show and collaborating you with you more in the future I'm excited this is this is really fun this I'm excited to um stay tuned for that everyone she'll yes. be on my podcast um we'll promote that and everything but I just send a lot of love to your listeners and, you know, like and share this amazing podcast. Just boost this woman. She, I'm giving, I'm just literally sending you all of this love and positivity your way. Thank you. And I will be linking all the information to um, your podcast um, below so everybody can check out yours because I've heard some of your episodes and they're just really heartwarming and, and just everything. I can't even just come up with a summary <laughs> oh my god well thank you i thank you for having me thank you i'll talk to you soon all righty bye 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 everyone all right guys so that's it for today's episode i hope you guys truly enjoyed it because we covered like some really just relatable topics today queen was so amazing to have on the show and i really appreciated her for coming make sure you guys go check out her podcast because i'm telling you guys her episodes are truly amazing she was very fun to collaborate with and i hope you guys stay tuned for um our collab on her episode um as well i will be linking the um links to her social medias and her podcast below in the show notes so make sure you guys just check her out um like i said this episode was really fun to create and just um collab on another thing that i want you guys to just resonate with and just remember um you know like we said your journey is just your journey don't focus on comparing it to anyone else's um others don't really get to define you um don't allow for them to and just do do the things that you love and the things that you feel and Make sure that in this life, you know, the one thing that you just need to focus on is doing what fulfills you and makes you feel good. And, you know, if you've been through anything difficult like um, child childhood trauma or abuse or anything of that nature, just know that we support you. And, you know, if you would like to vent or share your story or anything like that, you can always reach out to me. Um, as you can see, I've never shared um, any of that type of part of my life on any other episodes but today you know it just was something that we were able to relate on and I recognize that there are other women and other people um, out there that have been through some of the things that we've experienced and just know that you know you can definitely reach out and um, share your story and there you know we we feel you we understand you we support you 
Um, and if you need like any advice or any help, like I said, just feel free to reach out. Um, I love hearing from you guys and I understand that, like I said, that there's many of you out there that have just experienced, you know, some, some things. And if you just feel like, you know, it's something you want to get off your chest or you want to show share, um, feel free, but, um, stay tuned for, um, future episodes. I have a lot of things coming up. And, um, yeah, I'll catch you guys, ooh, excuse me, I'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs> Bye.